I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And we're watching the X-Men anime. And I love it. I think this might be the weakest episode so far, but it's still pretty freaking great. <laughs> I don't know. I still think it's up in the fives because it does a lot in terms of storytelling, which was actually pretty interesting. Although, as Maddie put it earlier, the entire episode involves them walking five feet into one room, <laughs> which is classic anime get bullshit. There too, because every time somebody oh starts God. to go forward, Doctor Sasagi or like some other characters, like, wait, let's reconsider. What should we do? Should we walk? Uh, th- there will be a whole monologue, and then somebody will be like, "Wait, what? I wasn't listening," and so then they have to do it again. <laughs> There's also literal repetition in this episode where like Mastermind is telling Emma stuff that I know she knows, but I'm like, was she just not paying attention because there was so much insanity being delivered to her? This is just anime. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the recap it like if you somehow missed the previous episode which is hilarious to imagine someone missing a previous episode of a show that's only 12 episodes long but like okay let's say somehow somebody wasn't paying enough attention mastermind is there to recap it all i think this explains a lot of my early writing when i was a teenager and i would always mm, do this where anime like, pacing right before like the big climax battle would happen i would be like Time to explain all the plots and how they connect and like have this really long monologue about it. Because this reminds me a lot of when I was writing those vampire fan fictions. And it was like by the time it would get to the end mm-hmm. of the story, there would be like this long. Yeah, like the Wesker self-insert whatever version of Wesker you'd written. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like bad guy. whoever whoever I wanted to fuck in a game or mm-hmm, a TV mm-hmm. show. They I would show up. They would monologue. No, it, sometimes it would be them. Sometimes it'd be a character instead of Albert Wesker. It'd be like Albion Westgate or something. I don't even know. It was so stupid. Albion Westgate. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. I have a question for you. I feel like you already know this. But did you know that the composer of X-Men, the animated series, also wrote the Power Rangers theme song? I think I did know that, but I, I it has been a while since I have thought about that fact. I was just thinking about it and reading his Wikipedia page, and I'm like, the two iconic mm-hmm. theme songs from the 90s was written by the same guy. Yep. And I, I want to point this out because there's so many times... That we are watching a show, especially during the time of X-Men, the animated series. And I kept saying to you, I'm like, this Power sounds Rangers. like Power Rangers yeah, I music. Mean, it, because it's the same composer. It's because it was. Yep. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Fun yeah. fact that I'm bringing into our show several episodes after we wrapped on <laughs> X-Men TS. When nobody who's listening to the show now it, it may or may not yeah. even remember. I wonder if they're bringing him back or if they're just going to use the same 
I don't, We've I, had this exact same conversation before about whether or not they're going to keep the same theme song. It's because I keep on thinking about X Men '97, and so, so like that's why I fell down this rabbit hole. When, and I'm like, when, when are they going to give us a fucking release kind date? Of information? Come on, come I'm on! I'm hearing it's fall 2023. Oh, but it's been fall 2023 this whole time. It's been that right. But like, I would like a I would picture, like a date, a trailer. Please. I would like a date. I like anything. Like, I want to see who's in this show. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Anyway, previously on the X-Men, we're watching the anime. We're not watching X-Men 97. Not yet. I wish we're we were. still watching the anime. Yep. Uh, I, God, okay. How do, how do I do it previously on? Uh, so, you know. You have to, no, do you even need to? Because, I don't like, know, it's going to be gonna fucking in the do episode. One. I, I'm not even kidding. Here's the only previously on we really need. So Mastermind has his version of the Hellfire Club, which is three original characters that will never all, appear all in any other incredible. adaptation. All perfect in every way. We get to meet the third one in this episode. But here's my point I was going to say is that all three of them have power sets that I have not seen in ever. any mutant in the comic books or in a comic book or TV show ever. And I'm like, I kind of wish they were around because they're they're kind of really cool. interesting power wise, right? Okay. Also, like they're super fucking powerful, seemingly. Like they're scary. Yeah, they're fucking terrifying. This version of the Hellfire Club is way more terrifying than the one that we get in the comic books where yep. it's like Sebastian Shaw you shoot at him and he's like no I can charge myself up or it's mm-hmm. like Donald Harry Pierce, Leland who's like Harry Leland. I can make the I can make the gravity happen and then Donald Pierce is like I've got a fucking cyborg arm and like <laughs> and Celine who's like making people orgasm from her vampire powers yeah mas- masterminds <laughs> just standing there. he's like sometimes I'm a lady sometimes I'm a man uh, what do you want and me that's to not be, even Jane? really related to my superpower but that's just something else that's a fun fact about me I mean but that's that is I mean like the most <laughs> powerful character they had on the team was Emma and yeah I know and once she leaves so. <laughs> they're kind of fucked which is honestly funny like I feel like that's part of what makes the Hellfire club like kind of a hilarious ineffectual organization most of the time is that it's like okay you guys are all kind of mid in terms of your power levels but like this version of the hellfire club is fucking scary it is and can kill people i mean really easily there have been other members of the hellfire club that who have come and gone over the years i'm, I'm just talking about the og hellfire yeah. club but even yeah there's a ton of versions yeah God, they put her in the gifted but reva was a character that was in the hellfire club and for some reason she just ran the hellfire club in the gifted and like all she really did was like scream. It was like really a strange number. But they are all, and this comes up in the episode. They're all obsessed with like omega level mutants yep. because that's what they need on their team because they aren't. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's actually a really great point. Is that like they're always seeking out omega level mutants like yeah, Jean Grey and so on. Ad- yeah, Emma and Jean. They got Magneto on there for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, they they need these fucking mutants that are powerful enough to carry their mission. Which I guess, according to this episode, is like mutant I mean, every supremacy. version of the Hellfire I, Club has. Yeah. It, had it, a different goal so yeah, you know this 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 version is kind of more like magneto's politics but also kind of not at the same time also kind of like apocalypse a little bit yeah but apocalypse is actually probably a better way to put it um it i don't know i mean mr sinister a little bit in terms of like how obsessed bit, with yeah, genes they because, are but, yeah and they're standing there and he's like i just want everybody on their knees every human on their <laughs> knees like so that i can crush them under my me, boot groveling licking my feet it, it's like i don't know what that was about i was like what i <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll get i don't there. know there's like a I, mastermind has some insane delivery in this and i was like what the hell's going on with this dude <laughs> he's hilarious <laughs> he's he's a hilarious villain and i really enjoy him especially because we kind of need somebody like mastermind to balance out 
how awful Dr. Sasaki is, which truly just keeps getting worse every episode. Like oh my this God, episode I was, gonna was say- yet another layer where I was like, this bitch, like I say this every week and I'm, I'm call- I am losing my mind over this fictional woman where I'm just like, what is fucking wrong with you? I mean, she is Moira McTaggart. Moira did all the same shit in X-Men, the animated series and in the comic books. It I is know, something that we've judged wildly here on the show. It's so this crazy. is just like the Japanese version of her. Like, but the, like the extent of the cover up and like the number of people who are harmed. I mean, we'll we'll get to it. But like, I didn't guess all of this. And I loved I loved yeah, the reveals same, same. for it. Because I didn't guess them. So that was fun. I liked her revelations. And I was just like, I hate to say that like Mastermind is the lesser villain. Here. I couldn't believe I started <laughs> thinking that. I was like, literally last episode, we were finding out Mastermind's a fucking rapist. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, he didn't murder <laughs> like, like a billion Sasaki people. Is- <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's, I, this is truly the lesser of two evils. I mean, Mastermind should also die for disrespecting Emma, but. but I will point out that Dr. Mayor McTiger did the exact same thing. She I did know. it on X-Men, the anime series. She, she had all these people did. that she was curing, but like it was actually making shit worse for them. Absolutely. I, I mean, this, this horrible, episode, horrible though, woman. the difference, though, is that because this is for older teens and adult viewers, they can get so much more graphic and violent in the description of how this works. Like they describe the human vivisecting mutants in order to give her the mutant parts. And like just the use of that word is so just like, bleh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that. Anyway, we'll we'll okay. We well, need to I, get to it because there's so many reveals. Okay, so that's all you need to do about previously on the X Men because we're about to recap every plot point that has happened on this show. Well, like, because we this is up. the reveals. This is this is it. This is when the the show's finally coming together. I mean, last episode we got a lot of reveals, um, and this think, episode it continues. It just continues yeah. on with more more reveals. I'm pretty sure Todd came on the show and he was like, all right, there's going to be an episode where they do a shitload of reveals and then shit just blows up for the final two episodes. That is definitely what's going to happen. We're coming up to those final two because this is episode 10 and we've only got 12 total. So yeah, here we go. Well, we're we're all standing here, all the X-Men. And I (laughs) want to point out the mastermind opening line. He's like, Emma... You're playing on the other team now. Yep. What a naughty girl. And I was like, here we go. Yeah, he's like, not on the team to, with me, the gay yeah, one. I know. <laughs> I know. And then to which immediately Marsh just comes on Scott. Yep. Okay, so Marsh and Rat are still here. Uh, Marsh. Oh, this is where we should say uh, one of our listeners pointed out that Marsh has a female voice actress. We had no idea. Of course, they use male yeah, pronouns for Marsh Elena. on the show. Just sort of she emphasizes the kind of... Uh, fluidity of marsh as a character i i think that's an interesting choice uh that they have a, a female voice actress i need to him. get her name again hold on a second yeah go um, ahead i she's in a bunch of other stuff as well too well, that's also well, while say. you're looking that up i can say marsh also has a a red left eye and a right blue eye which i didn't really notice before because usually his sephiroth bangs are covering his face but um yeah he still has that, that long I mean, white that hair just like Seffy, and he's still got his his cute coat I'm I'm cool with calling Marsha they. I feel like they're somewhere in between, which is I mean, cool. I mean, that's I mean, probably true. I Marsh will say needs to determine that, that for yeah, us, that's, not that's us. for Marsh to determine <laughs> tragically. But I will say that the show uses uh, he him pronouns for Marsh the entire time. Yes, that is true. I also want to say that this is Mary Elizabeth McLynn, okay. who is married to Stephen Bloom, who's also on this show hey, playing yo. Wolverine. <laughs> and if you don't know Mary Elizabeth McLynn, you probably do. You probably because actually do know her. Yeah. 
Yeah, she has been in everything. Like every anime that we grew up with, like, like Fushigi Yugi, Roroni Kenshin, you, X. But yeah. some of the stuff that she is really well known for is playing Julia on yep. Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. And she was part of creating the new TV show. She also is the person who does all the singing in those old Silent Hill games. So Silent Hill 2 and 3. Oh, cool. Um, yep. She also played Mary and Maria in Silent Hill 2, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she is Nina Williams in Tekken. And she's been Matoka Kusanagi in Ghost in the Shell. Like, literally, yeah, she but, but is all one of the longest running anime. pales in comparison to her performance as Marsh. Well, that's my point. One of the most famous it's... X-Men characters ever developed. Everybody talks about this character constantly <laughs> because he's just taking over and the people love him and the people want Marsh to come back for his own solo series. I would read the fuck out of that, by the way. Oh, yeah, same. But I also, <laughs> I love the fact. Okay, so also she played Zack White in Resident Evil Vendetta. So she has played male characters before, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me that her range is this intense. It's so she, cool. I mean, like Marsh does, for what it's worth, sound like a man on this show. And I think that is Yeah, so I mean, cool. she's really doing a cute baritone, but also a very gentle one. I mean, we certainly took Marsh as having like kind of a high voice for a guy, but like I didn't listen to it and be like, oh my God, it's Julia from Cowboy Bebop. Like she has incredible yeah, range. She's not recognizable at all in any That's of her so roles, cool. really, you know? Oh, she also played Alex Wesker in Resident Evil. I didn't realize oh, wow. that. Oh, wow. That's fun. The, the twin sister to mm-hmm, Albert Wesker. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course there's twins. Yeah. <laughs> it yep. gets fucking Resident Evil. Anyway, this show, back to Marsh coming on <laughs> so, Scott. Uh, we also have rap fighting the So we, we have a, a fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, so this 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 episode kind of starts off with a, a quick fight scene where it's funny if you think about this in juxtaposition with last week's episode because Logan just died after being killed by Scott and then woke up again and was like, "What's going on?" and instantly has to fight Rat like right afterwards. I was just thinking about that as this fight scene started. I was like, "Logan just woke up again and is like, what the animation is going on? of these fight scenes no are like crazy. Me. I need to just I know. keep Logan's up. just standing there. <laughs> it's I don't so even know. Funny. So Rat. Okay, so Rat apparently has adamantium spikes that he can shoot at himself. Are they adamantium? I think so, because in the wiki, I think it says that. Let me double check that. I think that's I mean, who determined that? They don't don't say it anywhere on the TV show. Is it somebody just wrote into Wikipedia and they're like, and it's adamantium, because I know that word from the X-Men. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) So here's a quote from the wiki. These spikes were durable enough to stand up to Wolverine's adamantium claws for some time before being cut. So I guess that means that the metal isn't adamantium because Wolverine's claws can cut these spikes. So what the fuck is it? I don't know. But whatever it is, he can manifest it inside of his body because there's a scene where there's a moment where he opens his mouth and spikes fly out of it. I was like, how is he making this? Like in his body. He's like shooting spikes. Also like, wouldn't that hurt coming out of you? But then again, he's shooting it out of his own skin. He's basically like a porcupine. Well, it kind of reminds me of Spike from X-Men Evolution a little bit because he's... I thought the same thing. I mean, I wish it were just Spike. That'd be kind of fun, but it's not. It's instead this like, yellowy green guy with metal that can shoot out of his body he's freaky looking yeah although i did like that there's this whole scene going on and after he shot the nails out of his mouth or whatever cyclops is shooting marsh who's turning into come and trying to grab armor and cyclops it's really funny that scott keeps trying to shoot at a ball of cum like why do you think that's gonna work scott like every single time scott fires marsh is like i can shoot too just never works like it it never works like marsh just evades it constantly 
Yeah, and there's there's an important piece to this fight scene, actually, where Storm tries to electrocute Rat, but Rat can turn into, like, a spiky metal ball. And she's like, hmm, how can I actually deal with this? Which is going to come up later, because there's a tactic later that she uses, which is pretty fucking awesome. It is, it is. I really liked Storm on this show. I know people watched it and were disappointed compared to TAS, but... Those people must have skipped Evolution and Wolverine and the X-Men because this is such a cool version of Storm. I mean, yes, she isn't as powerful here as she is on TAS or in the comics. I will concede that. But she's so much more powerful here than she has been in the past two shows and all the live action movies. So I love this. This is like the coolest we've gotten to see Storm in such a long time. So I'm I'm so appreciative of it. she is so fucking strong. And she's hilarious on this show as well because she's so fucking Uh, done with everybody. I'm gonna. We got Mastermind. Yeah. Who's literally just giggling and, and slowly walking, walking into the, the next door. Row. Yeah. So that's actually. Th- I thought he was not gonna come back, but he's just standing there waiting. Later, he's literally so, waiting in the next room for the next thirty minutes, waiting for the X Men to follow him, which is right. hilarious. But first, by the way, we have the first recap where Doctor Sasaki is like, "Who's that guy?" And Emma's like, "That's Mastermind from the Inner Circle," and she's like. What? And Emma has to explain <laughs> that the Hellfire Club wanted to be on top of the world and yep. wanted humans groveling at their feet. Yep. And like, basically that's... Okay, so this is going to happen a lot in this episode where every single character that has not been there for other plot points is like, I don't understand what's happening. And it's literally just Emma or Mastermind being like, okay, I'm just going to re-explain what I've said like three times now. I know. It's like, okay, so remember the third lab tech, Jun Tanada, or whatever. Oh my He's God. not really Jun. The amount really of times Emma has to explain He's... this in this episode. It's, like, it's honestly really funny. Because, so Emma explains all of that. And there is a scene later on where the two other lab techs show up and they're like, wait, who is that? And Emma just straight up refuses to explain it. She's like, I can't get into this again. It's like, it's She's hilarious. Like, She's it like, doesn't I even just matter because this. It doesn't matter. Spoilers, listeners, those two lab assistants that we have to explain everything to immediately die. I know. They like, they, the point of them even knowing is like for us <laughs> only, I guess, it's but like we already know what's going time. on. So I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so anyway, Marsh comes on Dr. Sasaki. Cyclops is still trying to shoot him. Logan jumps out of a hole at some point. Don't know how he got into the hole or why he was in there. I don't there. know why the hole was there either. I was like, did <laughs> Rat make the, the hole? hole? Like, uh, Because Rat can become a spiky ball and like fling himself around the room seemingly like as though he can fly. Like physics don't apply when he's a metal ball. He can just fling himself anywhere he chooses to, which is very silly. Oh, yeah. But then we get this epic moment. Do you want to describe it? This is it? so cool, yes, because, well, it's in two pieces because we cut away and come back again. Yes. The first piece of it is Logan goes to jump on Rat and pulls his claws to his face. Like, he's mm-hmm. on top of In a of headlock, like, yeah. Right, and he's like, I'm going to fucking cut your head open, and, you know, Rat's just giggling, and he porcupines out and stabs Logan. So, like, all the spikes go through Logan and basically rips him apart. Mm-hmm. And, like, Logan's still holding on to him because as long as he's he's holding on to Rat, yeah. Rat can't actually get away. Yep. And Storm uses this moment to fucking electrocute the both of them and doesn't stop because she knows that Logan can't die. Yep. But she's, like, she literally is murdering Rat right now through Logan and yep. using both of their metal as, like, a conductor to her electricity. I know. And it is, like... 
the coolest, most badass shit that Storm would actually do in the comic books Absolutely. if somebody was like this awful of a person. She's like, I'm just going to fucking kill Logan so that we can yeah, right? get Rat because Logan already died five minutes ago. He can take it. <laughs> okay. It's really funny, though, because like they're screaming and then it just cuts away to the lab assistants waking up. It's like Rico and Koichi. Koichi. And they're and both they're in like, hospital beds and they both wake up and they're like, what happened? Where are Rico we? Rico gets up and screams three times my memories and I was like, oh, X-Men staple here at the Mutant Ages. Somebody screaming, my memories. I don't remember what happened. Yeah, pretty much. But before even that, Xavier's still just floating around in a black hole and yeah. he just has this anime moment who's like, my mind against yours. We'll see who is stronger. And I was just like, okay, Maddie, what was with this animation after you said that? It was like a shot of the Blackbird spinning for like a total of two minutes. Just it's so silently long. spinning. Like just twirling and twirling. Like, and the, the X-Gen is twirling so fast, which is kind of hilarious to like picture Xavier inside of there, like just puking his guts out because it's like the amount of twirling that is happening to Xavier. It's crazy. And then Xavier continues his anime monologue and he's like, what about my students? No, I can't let them down. <laughs> I, I must like, persevere. Okay. I must win this psychic battle that no one can see because it's just a plane I don't twirling think it's around. It's a psychic battle because later on he pops out of the sky again. It's like, no, he really was another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's not related to the rest of the show. He just entered a parallel dimension and had to escape. <laughs> That would be really funny if it wasn't related. He just like quickly passed through the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> yeah. you know, came out. Yeah, and he's fine now. Um, but for the moment, he's still stuck in there. Yeah. We go back to Storm and Logan. This scene is wild. Like, it just, they show Logan gritting his teeth in pain. I fucking loved it. It's so cool. It's very his cool. His face has melted off at this point. And Rat finally fucking dies. It's crazy that Rat's just dead now, by the way. Like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. I thought that was awesome. I yeah. was like, Jesus Christ. And then Logan's like, thanks for the third degree birds. And Storm's like, huh, you were looking a little pale. I thought you could use a tan. Like, oh <laughs> it's so God. funny. Like they're just trading quips to each other cutely and like over rat's corpse. And they're like, high fiving. <laughs> they're like, we did it. Anime is so fucking brutal, man. It's like, amazing. It <laughs> I love this show. It's also just like, this is what people wanted from fucking Hulk versus like all the blood and the gore and the seriousness. I'm like, watch the anime guys. It's actually good. <laughs> and it has a plot. Like if you want to see characters die and get torn yeah. apart i get it i love this this is fun it's it's gory and interesting exactly and it's japan and like it's funny because like with their content i mean this is probably aimed for teenagers but even with like kids stuff like japan is not afraid to show on-screen deaths like in cartoons or even in an animated thing because animation isn't just for kids over there it's like finally that's happening here too but yeah right i mean like america's afraid to do anything so i don't know well that's why people have such low fucking standards for something as as boring as hulk versus is because that's like the best <laughs> we can get like, yeah there's like a scene where like logan like has some blood coming out of his mouth and like that's it and that's like, it. That's, that's what a bloody show. That's Wolverine for adults. It's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess the Wolverine anime will probably deliver. Yeah, we'll that. see. So Logan and Storm head on over to the rest of the team. And Logan's like, you can scratch Rat off our to-do list because he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Marsh is still coming on armor, by the way. Yeah, this has been going on for like five minutes as Marsh keeps on trying to come on armor or Emma. Mm -hmm. And Scott keeps on trying to shoot him with his eyes. And like, it doesn't work. Like... <laughs> I don't even know what happens to March. Does he come back in the show? We'll never know. He literally just drips away. And Logan's like, 
well, he's gone now, but there's still something rotten behind the doors. I think it's time to see what's in there, but we're going to spend at least 15 minutes standing here <laughs> talking about it, Bob. <laughs> Not that Logan wants to do that. I mean, Logan's no, I like, mean, maybe we should go behind the doors, and everybody's like, hold I, on. Yeah, no, later he's like ready to stab somebody, but it's fine because we have to stand here and spend the next 10 minutes where Beast is just fucking owning Dr. Sasaki it's for being great. such a bitch like yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty so it's pretty satisfying honestly um so <laughs> koichi and rico are the two lab techs who woke up and so they run into the room and they're like hey what the fuck is going <laughs> what's, on what's happening and dr sasaki goes it's kind of hard to explain and beast is like not really though try the truth which is so <laughs> I like, funny Shit. i laughed so hard when beast goes not really i was like oh my god <laughs> i love him beast like spends this whole episode being like by the way I fixed all the issues. Here's what's happening. I know you don't want to explain it, but yeah. I will because you're a fucking bitch. Yeah, it's amazing. I love how he's like, how about you tell them the truth? And then just Sasaki just stands there pausing for a really long time. And Beast just is like, I guess I have to explain it again. It's the custom <laughs> virus she made that accelerated your mutations. And Rico's like, what? <laughs> and Beast is like, yes, first Rico's mutant powers went out of control and then yours, Koichi. And they both both gasp because somehow they like, didn't realize that, that that the virus was going to harm them as opposed to curing them. And Beast is like, don't worry, you're all right now. I've treated you with a drug cocktail I developed to counteract the virus, and your DNA's been fully stabilized. Yeah, and I like how the lab assistants are like, Yeah, hey, how could this happen? What the fuck happened? And Dr. Sasaki is like, IDK, uh, we failed. All I can say is I'm sorry. And they're like, her assistants are literally like, are you for real right now? I know, like, I know. That's like not enough for what you've just been lying to about and experimenting on us with secretly well, they apparently did, like they wanted the cure though which logan shames them for later they wanted the cure but they didn't i don't think they knew that there was a virus no, in there that was going to like it's speed true. shit up i don't what is even the purpose of that why is she speeding up the mutation well i don't think like, she intended to i mean i think she was trying to to get the x gene to negate whatever effect it would have but instead just caused it to amplify it i mean like who, who the hell knows you know but clearly she was trying to negate whatever powers the X gene has I know, over. I know, you're right. As a a, speaking of powers, Beast is like, do you want to explain this giant apparatus? Oh my in the God. Room? Dr. Sasaki is like, um, um, I don't know, um, it's just kind of um, here when I built um. this place. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't actually say a sentence. She just kind of like stutters she, okay. for a second. Yeah, she doesn't have any lines for a long time because I know, Beast, Beast keeps Beast on calling like, her I guess she, I'll fucking tell everybody what this machine does too because you're not going to fucking tell anybody. Of course, it's Beast, know, so he right? doesn't actually say the F word, but he may as well because it's like, just a scathing tone that he's using here. It's wonderful. Beast is so good. It's so perfect. So, by the way, this is the huge Mako reactor, as I've been describing it. And here's here's Beast's monologue. He says... Should we get some music in here? Do you want to put in some Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven music sure, while you I'll, I'll read put, this I'll line? I'll throw some in. Okay. So, Beast says, this is what you use to prevent anyone from registering the local mutant population. And then he, like, pulls out an iPad... And he's like, perhaps a demonstration is in order and presses a button, like as though he's trying to detect mutants in the area with his like mini Cerebro iPad that he has. And then the machine <laughs> suddenly like whirs to life and red lights turn on. And Beast is like, as I thought, the device detects any attempt to scan for the X gene. Then it somehow blocks or scrambles the scan, essentially cloaking this area from any sort of outside probe, whether electronic or telepathic in nature, ultimately creating a giant dead zone. And then he turns off his iPad and the machine turns off again. And Beast just goes, do I have that about right? 
feel free to jump in anytime. Which, like, Sasaki's just been fucking standing there the whole time silently, (laughs) like, panicking internally because it's like, what the fuck? Okay, so the other thing about this machine that isn't spelled out in this episode but is visually clear later is that it is connected to the room that Mastermind walked into. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's a good observation. Because I was, like, in listening to Beast talk about this, I was like, how is it possible that this machine can block telepathy and other means of detecting the X gene? That doesn't make any sense. You can't build a machine that does that. But here's the thing. You can if your kid is Proteus and he can use mutant powers to make the machine run, (laughs) which I think is how this machine works. I think it's powered by Takeo because when they go into his room, it has the same cables attached to his little thing that he's in. So I think he's making the machine work. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't notice that, but I'm I'm sure that's correct. I mean, it's not clear what his powers are. We just have to assume they're Proteus level powers where he can control reality or something. I think so. I think so. Because I feel like there's no other explanation for the crazy dead zone that happened or that Xavier entered into the hell mode. Like, I'm like, this needs to be reality powers of some kind or illusions yeah. or kind of both. Some combination of both. I mean, it's not explained at the end of this episode because no, there's three no. different power sets happening at one time and it's just fucking bonkers. And I messaged you and I was like, what? Yeah, we is still happening? don't know. We still don't know. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, Storm is like, so if it's been blocking off people for like this long, it seems that something has been going horribly wrong with research this entire time and mm-hmm. you fucking knew that. Like, what yep. the fuck? And Logan's like, you're fucking insane. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then he goes to the lab assistants. He's like, did you know about this? And they're like, um, uh, um, uh. (laughs) (laughs) And Logan is like, you're mutants for God's sake. You just stood by and let her. And Scott kind of puts his hand on Logan's chest and is like, later, honey, we need to focus on mastermind. And what's behind that door? I really though. And Emma... Pipes up. Uh, wait, this is when the lab assistants. <laughs> this is what you're talking about. What the yeah. fucking lab assistants? Yeah, I know. So Emma pipes up about the door, and she's like, "Something Mastermind said to me while he was still disguised as your research assistant." And this is when Rico and Koichi are like, "Wait, what? Do you mean Jun? What are you saying right now?" And Emma just goes, "You two are gonna have to catch up." <laughs> And then she just continues on. Just like, I'm not explaining any of this shit to you. She's like, I can't explain this again. Mastermind's going to explain it to you when we get in there. But that's like 20 minutes away. She's like, I'm not going to explain any of this shit to you. But then she does. She summarizes Mastermind's entire plan. Everything that he said at the end of the last episode, Emma now, he has like a three minute model. Like it is really long. Yeah, she's like, apparently Mastermind found out about the mutant activity here in Northern Japan. And he discovered a great untapped power that was behind it all. Naturally, Jason wasn't gonna leave something like that alone, so he came here and wormed his way into Dr. Sasaki's confidence, hoping to find the source of it. And from what he told me, he did. And then we even get a flashback to Jun slash Mastermind talking and being like, I know. the source of the power is here behind these doors in case you didn't get it yet, even though we said it four times, it's behind the doors. Get it? Yep. And Emma's yep. like, so yeah, I think it's behind the doors. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what Scott's like, what are you hiding, bitch? What's behind the doors? Yeah, Scott is like, how about you fucking tell us for once in your damn life what is going on? And Sasaki's just crying and being like, I can't. I can't tell anyone anything. Right, and then Logan's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go in there and stab whatever's moving until it's not moving anymore. And Dr. Sasaki's like, no, you can't. 
there's a terrible power in there, but what's behind it is innocent. He's just a boy. And I was like, oh, this is Moira and Proteus all over again. Yeah, Although, of course, of course. at this point, with Moira being a full actual villain in the comic books, she has gone to Proteus and been like, yeah, I experimented on you because I fucking hate your guts. And Proteus is like, I f- cannot believe that you are this terrible, mm-hmm. horrible, mm-hmm. abusive Dr. mother. Dr. Sasaki could stand to have that level of self-awareness that Moira has gained in the comics. But for the moment, she still believes she's, quote unquote, yeah, right. helping her son and all these mutants. I know. Dr. Sasaki is like, listen, he's the reason why we were trying to find a cure mm-hmm. because I want to cure him. And Beast, if you wouldn't put that, read this, Beast like starts putting all this shit together with Sublime. He's like, wait a second. Yeah. You're really fucked up because I just figured something out. Yeah. So Beast is like, you're saying the source of this remarkable little power is a mutant. And then he kind of has a little moment of looking away thoughtfully and being like, something odd one of the U men said is starting to make sense to me now. And we get a flashback to Sublime's death scene. Which is him saying, you won't need any device to find it, not this one. No, when this monster finds you, believe me, you'll know it. Which is like, remember how Sublime also had his own little iPad that could detect the X gene or could could detect a monster, quote unquote. When he was talking about the monster, I really thought it was like some sort of like Resident Evil experiment monster. Mm -hmm. He's calling mutants monsters because he thinks they're disgusting. Like that just got put together for me in the scene it's interesting and it's also like clearly he sees takeo as a monster because takeo is an omega level terrifying and is terrifying but it's not entirely his fault i think that's certainly fair to say oh yeah i know and b says i wonder how did he come to know so much about it and why did he have a cerebro like scanner that was able to function even in this dead zone you'd created i think i know the u-men were working for you weren't they okay hilariously we do the anime thing where we get a shot of every single person up close going (gasps) yeah and we also get logan going what (gasps) the fuck (laughs) yeah that is pretty funny basically it reminds me of like that video it's up on our youtube channel if you guys go listeners want to go to youtube and go to the mutant ages we (laughs) many videos in our teens but one of them is called warcraft valley and there's a scene in there that matt and we watched this and we reacted to it if you're new here and one scene involves me dying and then everybody one by one gasping. gasping. It's so, it's, it's like that, that level it's exactly of energy. like that. Um, okay, but what Dr. Sasaki says is ugh. absurd. She's like, okay, yeah, you're right. My work required mutant tissue and the human were able to harvest the tissue. And yeah. I was like... Just fully dehumanizing all the people who were operated on. There were like hundreds of them. Yep. You know, and clearly she was testing her virus on them because these are all the mutants that ended up going Akira mode, like the kid who dies at the beginning of that episode that Scott saw dying and the little pigeon kid who died on the table, like all of them got this virus because Sasaki was just experimenting on these people, innocent people. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because, I mean, Logan is, like, losing his fucking mind. Yep. He's, like, yelling at the lab assistants. And Hisako is just crying in the background, by the way. Yeah, I know. And Dr. Sasaki is like, well, I had to purposely cloak the area because if Charles, if Charles knew out. this was happening, then he would probably have stopped me. And Logan's like, you think, fucko? And yeah. I was like... <laughs> his line is literally, you think? Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> you know, it's funny to me that there's a character... Who is more evil than Xavier? Which is actually how I feel about Moira and Xavier in I the know. comic books yeah. too. Yep. Where I do feel like she is far more evil because Xavier's evil in the sense that he's a narcissist. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like he is just awful in that way. Where Moira is like, she's also ready a to kill. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, look, it's like you've got mutant blood on your hands. 
Wait, I'm sorry. I don't know what this thought is. I think that's what it was. Something along those lines. He says, I've lost more than a few organs to the U-men, lady, and it ain't harvesting. It's butchering. These guys have mutant blood on their hands, and so do you. And Arma gets scared, so she runs into Emma's boobs, which, by the way, are 25% of this shot. (laughs) I, like, took a screen cap of it and put it in our uh, Slack chat for the Mutant Ages, and I was like, if you're scared and you need to hide, just, just like, go into the forest that is, like, the Emma Frost titty forest yeah i don't even know it's great and so then logan's like that does it i'm fucking killing this bitch <laughs> he just pops his claws <laughs> he's like i'm killing her and then fucking rico and koichi are like no you have to see it from her point of view <laughs> yeah but aurora's like uh no what we're seeing is that dr sasaki wanted to keep her hands clean of butchering mm-hmm. and uh, do- she's like yeah you're right yeah. like it's like <laughs> Sasaki up. is like yeah i didn't have any other choice and Beast just goes, not true. And I was like, yeah. Beast is like, except you did have a choice, yeah. bitch. The choice is that you didn't need to like do any of this experiment or rip apart mutants. Like, what the fuck? And Scott at this point is like, all right, what the fuck is behind the doors? I wanted to go there like 10 minutes ago. We're all still standing here. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. And then Emma's like, you want to go in there because Mastermind already went in there is with whoever dr sasaki is trying to like not as let us get to so we should probably leave yeah like mastermind's already fucking in there and then sasaki starts crying and runs into the room no i think emma like turns to her first and it's like you want to tell us what's in there and dr sasaki is like like, (laughs) and logan just goes well that hit a nerve i guess (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile armor's like looking at the bruise and she goes what could it mean? The closer I get to the doors, the more it hurts. Bruzy, tell me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about Bruzy. Her bruise on her hand. I'm like, okay. Separate character on this show, you know. So I guess Takeo like gave her a bruise at some point. I don't know. I hope it's, it's explained because it's like I don't see how they have time to, to, but it. they kind of what are. What happened to Jean's necklace? Where did that go? I know. Like, great point. When is Jean gonna come back? Mrs. Mrs. Necklace, the married Necklacy? necklace. I, if I recall, necklacey. Anyway, so Maddie, what happens now? We go inside <laughs> and so there's funny. like this super skinny little teenage boy. This is the, this is the part that's not funny because it's just sad. Sitting inside of a, a glass tube. He's like tube. locked in a tube. Yeah. You know, because that's the X-Men. There's tubes. He's everywhere. in a tube. But also it looks like he hasn't been fed well. Like he just looks malnourished and like sick and ill. And he barely has his eyes open and he's like crouched down. So is she like, I'm trying to cure my son, but also not feeding him or giving him a bed? I don't know. It's really weird like yeah he doesn't have a bed how is he getting food none of this is clear it seems like he's powering a machine of some kind there's no way he's happy it's really honestly more fucked up shit she's doing right here yeah i mean it's also (laughs) like like, how often is she visiting him is she just leaving him completely isolated in here because i mean according to mastermind it sure sounds like it so mastermind is standing next to it and he's just like finally I know that was the part was so funny. He literally just walked in and just stood there waiting Waiting. to reveal his plan. And like he was like, "Guys, what the fuck takes so long? I've been waiting here for like ten minutes to make a dramatic line read, and you've all just been standing out there looking at the door." (laughs) Yeah, it's really funny. And he's like, "We were about to begin without you," and it's like you know you weren't going to begin without the X Men because you had to explain your entire evil plan to them before you began it. That's the point of being a villain. And he's like, you have to have your evil villain monologue to explain why you're doing any of this shit. Otherwise, it's no fun at all you know right this is the moment oh my god so um this is the moment <laughs> sasaki's like takeo and hisago's like who's that 
<laughs> and Sasaki is like, he's my son, and Charles is his father. <laughs> and, and everyone's like, Logan just what? screams, he's Chuck's kid. And like everyone's screaming, <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? Except for Emma in the background just goes, I'm not surprised. And it's like, thanks, Emma. <laughs> like, okay. If you're not surprised, maybe you could have taken a guess at it sooner than now, but whatever. I don't know. It's well, funny. I mean, though. they didn't know there was a kid down there. That's you know, true, they, they didn't did. have that information. Although I, I am very surprised that Emma just didn't read the bitch's mind. I know that she's got more class. Well, she can't right now because of the fucking dead zone. She can't really oh, do shit right, right I now. I keep on forgetting that she can't do any of that. All right. I like how Scott was like, I bet Xavier didn't even know about this because like if he did, like yeah. we would have done something about this like before today. And Sasaki so. confirms that. She's like, yeah, yeah, Xavier didn't know until I told him shortly after you all arrived. Oh, yeah. And then Master, okay, why is this monologue this scene, here? It's <laughs> so, okay, so dumb. two episodes ago, Xavier had this monologue yep. that he said to the camera because he was by himself piloting the Blackbird talking yep. about yep. like his whole past relationship with Dr. Sasaki and how they met and they were like in the cherry blossoms together. together which is an important detail that mastermind says again right. here and Dr. Sasaki is like she had been running this academy and Xavier's like leave your academy and come work for mine and Dr. Sasaki was like no I can't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really funny because like in the middle of this alone the lab sisters it's just like wait who the fuck is this it's like that's June and they're like what and Beast is like he casts illusions and they're like oh yeah it's like midway through the recap beast is like can you guys stop asking questions that's june like just keep just just let him keep going like you're gonna figure it out also you two are about to die like why do we have to explain this to you i don't know but this whole fucking monologue i'm not reading it line for line we're just gonna do the quick because it's so long time it's just the same monologue as xavier's but it's delivered by mastermind so it's a thousand percent gayer and more mockingly done where it's just like really funny these two dumb doctors started to fuck stupidly and it's like okay why is there so much editorializing <laughs> it's funny because also somebody is like well why do you know all this information he's like remember i posted as june for a couple years and she just told me all this so like yeah whatever okay but so there is some new information here where he Kinda. says that when she was pregnant she was still trying to save mutants from a big bad world, which he does say it like this. Like, he's like, the big bad world. Yeah, he is mocking her, for and, sure. And like, basically, when Takio was born, she discovered that he was also a mutant, mm-hmm. and that was too close to home for her. She suddenly didn't want to help mutants anymore, because she's like, I don't well, want my kid to be a mutant. It's like, it's very much like the liberals that are like, oh, I don't have a problem with gays and the queer community. I'm here for them. I like going to drag shows and stuff. But if my kid's gay, that's not okay. You mm-hmm. know, like... Where it's like, then it's kind of embarrassing suddenly. It's it's interesting how that can go both ways, where, like, sometimes Republicans hate gays until their kid is one. And then also sometimes yeah. liberals are f- supposedly fine with gays until their kid is one. It's very weird. Psychology's bizarre. It is, really. And... I think it's important to mention that he goes, and Dr. Sasaki wanted to find a cure for what she called the mutant condition. Mm -hmm. And she found two mutants self-loathing enough to help her. And I was like, it's so good. That's the two lab techs. It is kind of fun. I mean, this is the moment where I was on Mastermind's side because I was like, I don't hate him humiliating (laughs) these two. Then there's more where he's like, anyway... I well, he's like talking about the U-Men and he's like what Dr. Sasaki didn't know is that I've been following everything she was doing with the U-Men because the U-Men were working for me for moi and then we do that the anime thing again where it's like a shot at everyone's face going <gasps> yeah a shot of every X-Men but character but now there's like a drum it's like it's like don't 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 
<laughs> for like every single shot. It's really funny. And this yeah, is the really line good. where Emma is saying like, you make me sick. Since when did the U-Men decide to start cooperating with mutants? Which is weird because she already knows the answer to this question, which is that Mastermind used his powers of illusion to make him seem like he was one of the U-Men, which he explains once again. This is after Emma has vomited all over Mastermind. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, little Takeo here is the important one. The first mutant with Omega-class powers since the late lamented Jean Grey. And then we get a shot of Scott freaking out. All right, get ready for it again. Everyone's face is, (gasps) Yeah. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love anime. It's so great. Oh, my God. Um, And Mastermind's like, all we've needed was someone like Takeo to come along in order to secure our rightful position at the top of the evolutionary food chain. Oh, my God. And Sasaki's like, what have you done to him? And Mastermind's like, well, you haven't been paying any attention. So I've just been walking into this room every other day, just breaking down his brain every like, day. Which is also fucked up. And it's like this poor kid. I like know. what? I mean, whatever. Oh, God. And he doesn't. He looks like 14, 13 years old. Like he's a little tiny baby. And he's he's been tortured from birth. It's really sad. We are about to meet the final Hellfire Club member. That's right. Who? N- number one. <laughs> He looks terrifying. Where was he this whole time? He just walks in. He's like, hey, sorry I'm late. I had to find the fucking basement. It was a real shit show. And he's like one of the most powerful mutants I've ever fucking seen. His name's Neuron, by the way. I don't even... they, They... demonstrate his powers before explaining what they are which is really funny because which is terrifying because they're so he weird walks in. how can i even describe this dude he's like this big bulking dude that's he's like kind of grayish green and he has yellow hair like guile from street fighter yeah and he like has like red eyes i was kind of worried that it was like gonna be a fat phobic thing but i don't really see him as fat he's just like weird fucking looking dude and like yeah he has a he strangely smiles. shaped head he, he definitely yeah, looks unusual no but he has like a 10 pack and then like massive arms and he's like 17 feet tall i don't know and he's like wearing like something on his back i don't even know what the fuck it is it looks like a bunch of towels with like an (laughs) engine coming out of it i don't know what's happening here and then he just like holds out his hand and like his hand stretches across the room in like a tiny little like line like tendril thing yeah and like goes into the two lab assistants and like they scream you see like some purple shit like in their hearts and then it flashes and they're dead on the floor <laughs> in like a second there's blood everywhere and I, I was literally like wait what, what just happened and then logan screams what the hell <laughs> I, know, <laughs> like, really I was like i'm with you logan because logan is like saying what we're all thinking which is what the hell <laughs> and it's like a horrifying shot too like the lab assistants have been frozen on the ground sobbing and that's just the way they died yep. their mouths are just like frozen that way yeah you're still like fresh on their face it's a horrifying thing and then like beast is like they're dead yeah like he checks (laughs) he like uses the two fingers to check for their pulse and is like yep they're both dead yeah and sasaki starts freaking out for the billionth time and being like what have you done what have i done and neuron goes hey cut it out it was all v stop trying to take credit I have this wonderful way of showing people what pain feels like. And like, before he can finish the explanation, Logan just screams, you're dead. And I was like, Logan, I don't know if you have the ability to kill this guy yet. Like, you might want to learn a little bit more about it. Emma, by the way, just goes, don't forget, his power could override a person's neural pathways as if we've met this dude before. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean, don't forget? Like, I don't know who this is. I mean, I think they have met him before because they they know the Hellfire Club, right? Oh, my God. Okay, but Neuron does say that he made people's senses go on overload, which is like... Terrifying. The shit that he's about to do is like, 
He says he can overload people's like pain scepters. He can also make people's like senses go over. That's terrifying. Yeah. And also, I guess, kill you from the fright or pain that you're experiencing. I mean, I, I don't really understand. I don't even understand how the lab assistants die. Me because either. obviously Logan and Hank are not going to die. So like what I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, but they are about to experience pain beyond their worst imagining, which, OK. What 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 is what does Neuron say that gets Logan to say, pinch this jackass? Um, so Neuron says, I'll make the sound of a pin dropping a mile off so loud it'll burst your eardrums or even better, give you a teeny little pinch so painful that you die of shock. And Logan goes, fucking line. pinch this jackass, which is Gaily. very Logan. Yeah, but then it cuts away to Xavier. Like this, It goes to the sky. The, the sky opens up. Yeah, like, finally. So this is why it's like, Xavier defeats the hell battle that he's been in. I don't even know what the hell it was because everyone's like, it was like all in his brain. I'm like, except it wasn't because like the sky just opened up and like spit him out. And he's just like crashing the ship now. And I was like, where the fuck was he? I don't like, know. But now the that? ship is falling to the ground. That's all we see of that scene is just him getting spit back out of the hell mode in the sky and then falling. This is like what I was like, literally like what's happening. I had to pause and rewind like six times because I could not. <laughs> Keep track of what the fuck was happening. Mastermind's just standing there, by the way. I mean, I was also like, okay, it's not like Xavier can just ride his chair through the mountains. Like, how's he going to get there? Like, even if he lands and doesn't die, which I'm assuming he's not going to die. But how would he ever go anywhere from there? Like, Okay, can can I just just quickly go over the next, like, five things that happen in, like, two seconds? Because it's crazy. So, like, after he, like, crashes... Mastermind is like, enough moping around, boy. Let's get this party started, Takio. Gay. And, uh, yeah, right. And Logan says, no, don't. <laughs> Which, like, okay, Logan, do you think that's kind of I don't work? know what's even happening. What's <laughs> even happening? Because Neuron does something. I don't really understand because Neuron, like, has these, like, little tendrils that go all over room, Mr. Sinister style. Yeah. And they just wrap around Logan and Beast to bend over into doggy position yeah, and start like, going, okay, why? Oh, oh, oh. And there's, like, tentacles going into the... I'm like, what's happening? And Mastermind's like, Takeo, release all the suffering you've had on everyone in the world. And he powers up. He screams. Armor just screams, my hand. And I'm like, outside, the sky's turning purple. Like, the mountains are just exploding into volcanoes. The fish are dying. And somebody goes, that's got to be a damn mutant again. We see another volcano explode. Mastermind's now glowing. I don't know why he's glowing. Takeo's glowing also. He's also glowing. glowing. There's like tendrils. There's octopus shit. There's like, the sky is changing. Color. Mars shows back up and envelops all the female characters in Come. By the way, like it's just Emma that, I, Hisako was, and Doctor Sasaki. No, who, I don't think that. I didn't think that was Marsh. I, I think thought it that is. was just more shit. I think I don't it's Marsh because that, that's the Diamond Snow Come again because it know, wraps right? around them. I'm but maybe sure you're right it's that it's Marsh. Marsh. <laughs> Cyclops is just standing there for all of Cyclops this. By the way, isn't getting attacked. I don't know why not, but like everyone <laughs> else is, and Cyclops is just standing around looking at all this. Like what? The it's fuck? so funny because <laughs> like all this crazy shit is happening. He's just like, what? And the final shot is Takio just going, ah! It's like... <laughs> okay, but Mastermind also oh addresses God. Scott, where he's like, don't interrupt me now. Not if you value your friends' lives. Besides, where are your manners? The boy's just getting started, and Takeo just is screaming his head off in Dude, the background. Dude, it was like so much happened in like a one-minute span. It's I know. like. I kind of, I'm like, I'm glad that we had all the exposition, but I kind of wish that it might have been like spread out a little bit because like the last minute was just absolutely crazy. Like Xavier's falling out of a pocket in the sky, crashing the ship. (laughs) 
Takeo and fucking Master Brain are purple. The sky is turning purple. Shit, like volcanoes are exploding. Armor's hand is like on fire. Like there's fucking people are getting wrapped up and come. Like I was like, what is happening right now? Like, it's really... there's, there's tentacles like butt fucking Logan and Hank. Mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. the hell is happening? I was so confused. It's really funny that Neuron takes ten episodes to show up too. Where it's like, okay, yeah, Rad is dead now, but now there's this other guy who's showing up. Well, I mean, obviously, they had to wait on him because his powers are, like, too strong. Know. You know, like, if they had him earlier on, the X-Men would not get this far because his powers are terrifying. They are. Again, all three of these characters are not in the comic books, no. but their power sets are really fucking interesting. That's why I'm kind of like, maybe put them in there. It yeah. could be interesting. I don't understand how they're going to defeat Neuron, first of all. Maybe Storm can do it, but also it's really funny that at the end of all this, Scott is just standing there in the middle of all this insanity like uh I actually think I do know. I think I'm gonna take a guess that okay. somehow whatever's blocking Emma's telepathy is gonna break because fucking like the world's breaking. Yep. And I think she's gonna get her telepathy back and I think she'll be able to psychically take out Neuron or her or Xavier because I think those are the only people that could. Yeah. Because his powers are like brain based. I mean it's already kind of interesting and maybe a plot hole that Mastermind's powers work even though nobody else's really do particularly well. Or what if our it's armor? Because, like, if she armors up, because she's not right now. Right. But if she armors up, I don't think he could get through the armor to her. That's true. Or if Emma just diamonds up. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I'm sure. I mean, we've got two episodes, so we've got some time. Well, Nightcrawler's actually going to show up and he's like, <laughs> we're going to introduce another character and he's going to bamf and he'd be like, I've got this. And we're like, <laughs> who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, I can't wait for Nightcrawler to show up. It's going to be so great. (laughs) Actually, it's Knuckles. Knuckles shows up. He digs a hole out from underneath Neuron. Yeah, he's like part of the montage at the end where like everybody's being affected by Takeo screaming. (laughs) It's like Knuckles is just one of the the mutants that's shown over the course of it all. It would be really funny if there was like a version of this that was like the mutant ages. Like maybe it needs to be a mutant age. It's the comic book where like there's a final boss battle happening and it shoots around the world. And so it's all the characters like we that we've ever mentioned on here. So it's like Knuckles. And then at some point we see a shot of fucking like Sora with Goofy and Donald and they're screaming and then like Rico screaming and then like Chris Redfield screaming like all the characters that have appeared in the Mutant Ages canon yep, are just yep, there totally. Albion Westkid is there. <laughs> Albion Westkid. I can't believe that was a character I created. I mean, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was. You're going to have to look up the no, name. No, it was. I'm telling you like legit like that's the kind of shit I would do. I would come up with a character that had like the same fucking name basically and was the same story but like had to be an original character i mean why why even change it that much at that point i don't know because then after that i wrote all this fan fiction yeah like okay. just do fan fiction like why are you going on with a different name okay listeners if you are not on our patreon there is a great podcast where maddie and i read this email that i sent her i was like this is the story that i've been writing and here's a plot summary and it makes no sense <laughs> it and it no mentions sense. like a bunch of like copyright characters are there like the sailor <laughs> scouts are there and resident evil and it, but it's like a serious story that Ryan was working on. And like at some point in Wrenches like Cowboy Bebop and I was like, yeah, this is all original characters that and content that I came up with. Like- <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a lot of us reading old fanfics. <laughs> like there's that one where it's like a prequel or something, and it's like a series of diary entries by you as like your vampire <laughs> oh, character. I forgot we and like read randomly that. it had like Resident Evil shit in there, and we were like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking that one was really Do you, funny. okay. The others another one we read that was like all the same characters, except it was like set in medieval times, which we read this yes. after Jubilee's fairy tale theater was yeah. like I'm like, I'm pretty sure I did a variation of this. Yeah, it was like a perfect juxtaposition there. Yeah. And it was like all these original characters where it was funny that at the end, Maddie lost her mind because we like show up. There's just like a statue of Nemesis there and Chris Redfield <laughs> is also there. But it's like in medieval times. <laughs> okay, we got to rate the episode. Um, okay. I'll give it a three. I liked it. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, okay. I, I, feel, I felt like it was... um a little repetitive and I, I kind of wish that it had spread it had gotten rid of some of the repetition and spread out some of the reveals a little more like we said um, but I thought it was great I mean I enjoyed it a lot I don't think this show's ever going to go below a three for me it's a really good show no skips don't skip any episodes they're all really good I think they're all important like they actually mm-hmm. contribute to the plot line unlike Wolverine and the X-Men which I is know, like <laughs> all over the place we don't <laughs> we didn't take a break to go fight some Wendigo in the forest you know no I mean every single thing is important and it is kind of fun that this show tends to cut away from scenes in progress and then cut back to them. It does that a lot and uh, makes it really clear that multiple crazy things are happening at the same time, which I is agree. always fun to watch. Uh, I'm going to give it a four out of five X's because here's the thing. It's like I do agree largely about the fact that especially at the end here, I'm like, it would have been nice if they laid it out. It's, I, I think it's the weakest episode. It's just that it's still so great that it's hard I don't to even think say it's that. The, I don't even think it's like the weakest episode because there was definitely one that I gave like a three. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this that was one, really it, fucking that boring. One reminded me of this one. The, those two episodes are similar. I mean, you're right that the the most that happens is they they walk for five feet from one room <laughs> to the other. But yeah. however, the dialogue in this is really fantastic enough for me to be like, it really does still stand up on its own. I do. And the action sequences when they happen are They're fun. beautifully animated. I loved what they did with fucking Storm and Logan teaming up to kill Rat. I thought that was really fucking cool. I think they you're right that they could have spaced out a lot of the stuff, especially at the end there. Like I feel like maybe if we had spent less time recapping shit that we already knew, but we were like telling the assistants that we were gonna kill for some reason, <laughs> cut some of that out and kind of expand out what's happening at the end. But mm-hmm. I guess maybe we're gonna get two episodes of this crazy shit. So it's true, maybe I don't know. I'm sticking to four out of five. I think it's a strong episode still, mostly in just like storytelling and I think because not all anime does this. Like, a lot of anime does not do this well, where, like, they're trying to tell a story. And, like, I always reference the time I tried to watch Naruto, and I gave up, like, ten episodes in, because mm-hmm. it took them, like, six episodes to cross a bridge. And I was, <laughs> I like... I can't really blame you for I'm referencing out. it, because it's so classic. You know, it's a great example of, yep. like, what yep. anime 100%. does to just drag shit out. Yep. And, like, really does a thing where it's, like, I'm moving from one, one room to the next, and that's the entire Well, especially episode. for syndicated television, where it's just... Right. You need nothing to happen, because it's going to run in syndication right. forever. But, like, so the storytelling is usually kind of shitty and, like, boring and like includes a lot of flashbacks that you've already seen and yeah that inc- that was here too but i felt like they did a much better job at telling the story really showing how awful dr sasaki yes. is as a person like working with the human somehow i just didn't put that together because it just didn't occur to me that she would be that evil that that's how people were getting the virus yeah it's, I mean, just, it's a good twist it's a good twist because you don't expect it to be that way even though it's 
logical. Well, and it's funny because you kind of think that when you first meet her, but like the way she acts, you're like, okay, she's hiding something, but I don't think she has anything to do with this because she gets so fucking weird about it. But then she turns out she does. And mm-hmm. you're like, wait, no, you threw me off because even though you were an evil bitch, we didn't think you'd be this evil. Yeah. And like Mastermind's just standing there also being evil in the background. And he's like, and like giggling. laughing at everybody being like, it's funny that you thought she was going to be like a nice human who cared about mutants. Like that's funny that you thought that. Oh, yeah. And you're, you have to kind of eat your hat and be like you know what mastermind was fucking right yeah Fuck humans but also maybe don't be a weird like rapist. don't feel like a weird sexually <laughs> abusive dude don't like, be a sexual predator but also maybe we should just kill this one human because she's horrible i don't know who's to say i mean she is really horrible like awful she's done I mean, like, so I, much harm like i said i'm like i can't believe that i felt that mastermind is the lesser evil of these two characters it's pretty crazy but like working with the u-men i mean mastermind was working with the u-men in order to find takeo which his motivations for doing so are bad and evil because he wants to use Takeo as well. But Takeo deserved to be found. Yeah. And they never would have found him if Mastermind hadn't done that. So it's kind of like a a mixed bag in some ways where you're like, well, I guess I'm glad he did this because otherwise this kid was going to be tortured forever. I know, right? It's fucking crazy. I mean, I don't even know like if I... I don't, I don't know. I mean, he, he was also going in there and torturing them. No, I know. I mean, it's it's sad. And it's like, how how would they have ever found him? I don't think they would have. I mean, they wouldn't have. It's sad. I, anyway, this episode, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. A lot happens. I think I've covered it. We can move on. Do you want to talk about who's gay? The Let's talk about who's gay. I I just, I mean, the answer is mastermind once again, just because he's so freaking flamboyant. And I, much like Jafar and Scar and Hades, I'm just like, this guy's gay. And they just had to add in the fact that he preys on women as well to like deal with the homophobia of the era. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like he's really just a gay villain. 100%. I mean, he's literally giggling. I mean, look at what he's wearing. He's uh, very eccentric. Look at what he's wearing. Look at the fact that all of his henchmen are queer this is the nasty boys all over again. They're the nasty boys. Like this version of the Hellfire Club just is that, is Mr. Sinister and the nasty boys. I mean, I definitely get that vibe as well. And I, I wish it was the actual amount nasty boys who I love. It almost is. It really reminds me of yeah, them. Right? Like, especially now that we see all three of them together, it really like the different sizes, but the fact that they're each different kinds of gay, it's like, I, I Oh, you're know. right. It's, I mean, like we have all different kinds. I, I love that Marsh is just like totally fluid. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, but you're right that Matt, Mastermind continues to be that queer coded character where he's, he's just like, he's purple, he's wearing sequins, he's very effeminate. He's snapping his yeah, fingers, he's, doing, he's like, Everybody needs to follow me onto the stage where I will be delivering a monologue. <laughs> and then is like mad that nobody followed him, and he's like, oh, I've been waiting in here. Hello, yeah. do I have to do everything? I've been grooming this child. I mean, he's evil. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. He's a predator. He's a sexual predator, and like that part of it is bad. But that's the part of the queer coding that is bad. But then we have Logan and Scott who are in love and love each other. I was other. actually going to say, I don't think Neuron's gay, but I do think whatever Beast and Logan are, like, they're on the ground, like, <laughs> taking it up the asshole. And I was like, okay, guys, you didn't need to drop down like this. And they're like, oh, Also, oh, like, Logan oh. didn't need... <laughs> Logan didn't need to yell, pinch this. <laughs> like, what? why is Logan like this? He's like, yeah, you think I'm not going to be into it? That's funny. Give it a try. 
And it's like, okay, Logan, you don't, you don't need to like make everything about your own personal domination fetishes. <laughs> I fucking like, love the I dude, but like he is like, he's so funny. I, I did really just love Logan in this ep too, that he was just fed up constantly and was just like, can we just fucking kill these people? Like, I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah, he really is like that in this, which is funny. I love the writing for him. It's so refreshing, especially after Wolverine and the X-Men, where I feel like he was still very Logan, but was constantly in situations where he was set up to fail. It's just nice to see him on this show being like, I just want to yeah, stab things. I just want to stab things. I know what I'm good at and just let me do it. And it's like, yeah, you know what? He's staying in his lane and he's doing it perfectly. And we support that. <laughs> we love that. He's good at that line. Yeah, I know. Man. Well, that is the show, everybody. Yeah, it is Thanks the show. Thanks for watching. I mean, listening. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We got to do plugs. Everybody, MutantAges.com. It's our website. You can also go to TheMutantAges.com and that'll work. You can work. also go to Science We haven't mentioned that in a while, but it'll work. And that will also work. Yes, we have mentioned that, but it is important to note, ScienceScene.net, not related to the Sasaki Institute. That's Mr. Sinister's website, and it's our website. Uh, so that is where you can find all the different ways to contact us. We got an email address, themutantages at gmail.com. Definitely be writing in because we will do a listener feedback ep when we finish this season of the anime. We've also got a Discord server where you can send in questions or also just chat with other folks about the episode or about Sailor Moon, which we've been talking about a lot in there. Um, and we have a link to that, so you can just click the link and join the server. And we have also have uh, our voicemail inbox number, which is uh, 1508-319-1668. We play those on the listener feedback apps. And we have a P.O. Box, P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. You can mail us whatever you want, uh, as long as it's within the realm of legality, I suppose. But you can really mail us anything. Uh, postcards, toys, picture books. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, we do. We, we have gotten it. picture books. They've been really fun to go through. We have gotten that. We have. And uh, we're also on every social media. Uh, we're the Mutant Ages on all of them. You can follow us wherever you prefer to hang out. We are there. And we're individually on all those places. I'm at Mitty Myers on all of them, all the social media places. How about you, Ryan? I am at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch. I think that's all the social media we have these days, right? Like Those are the main ones. Yeah. Yeah, right? And YouTube we have also. Yes, we do. Is that social media? I don't know. That counts as social media. I mean, it does in terms of marketing because whenever I do marketing stuff for work, it's like that always falls into the branch of social, which is crazy because it does so many more functions than social media does. Yeah, it's like it's its own content hosting platform. But like in terms of like digital marketing, like it does have like advertising on there in the same way that you would utilize like Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, um, we have our YouTube channel. <laughs> I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Warcraft Valley, which is a fantastic movie that is hilarious. <laughs> According to some definitions of fantastic. Yes, that's yeah, true. It's 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 fun, it's um, but you can watch us react to that along with other movies like Demon, which is our X-Men parody. And somebody brought this up on Twitter recently. They were asking if we are planning to do the games on this show, like X-Men games. And the answer is you can actually watch us play X-Men video games over at the mm -hmm. YouTube channel. It's been a little while since we've jumped back in. 
Um, but we are slowly making our way through them as they've been released. So, like, there's the X-Men NES game. We did that. We did a couple mm-hmm. of the Windows games, but couldn't get very far because they were absolutely terrible. <laughs> there was the Quake conversion at Ravages of the Apocalypse, which we actually yeah. did really enjoy a lot. We did really enjoy. And there, there's videos of every single level from us. And uh, th- those were really fun. We played the Wolverine game. Was that oh, the, the NES? NES Wolverine oh, my game God. As well? When we were trying to fucking fight Sabretooth at the end. And, like, yes. you had to, like, punch him off a cliff. And it was super timed and like we were like quietly sweating as I was trying to do it because it took me like 20 minutes and like if you fucked it up just a little bit you'd have to start all over again oh my god yeah that what a happened that we guys. played um we played a variety of x-men games that are all honestly really funny to watch games. but I'll just oh my god periodically re-watch those because they're so funny and silly um it's good stuff so yeah check out the youtube channel especially if you're like hey why won't they talk about video games on this show don't worry it's right there <laughs> on youtube.com like we have done it for you you cannot get enough of hearing our two voices we're happy to provide and speaking of which we also have a Patreon. We talked a lot about the, the bonus episodes on this show because we got some really funny bonus episodes in the mix. We don't just read fan fiction on no, there we either, talk by about the way. We stuff. also do bonus apps about Marvel movies and DC movies and shows and stuff that we're watching and just, you know, whatever we're into. There's a huge variety of bonus, bonus audio content on there. And our highest tier Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show. Uh, I guess Mastermind's going to come back and be like... <laughs> Samuel B, Sorum B, I've been waiting for you to come into the room so I could explain <laughs> yeah, to you my evil villain time. monologue. Excuse me, Jafar, get out of the way. This is my time. Uh, thank you for being our top tier <laughs> Patreon supporters because what you're actually supporting is my world domination plan to manipulate... In this huge hourglass that you're going yes. to be trapped inside of? We need, we need to raise a lot you're of money for that. You're going to get inside this hourglass and scream as I scramble <laughs> your brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Thanks, god Takeo basically is inside of an hourglass at he the really end of is. this like he may as well be I, okay i in terms of podcast okay first of all i'm gonna say that yes we are a completely fan supported show so if you want to support us on patreon that's a huge Please a do. huge huge help but if you are interested in knowing what other things that we are we talk about for podcasts on there we did review black panther wakanda forever example but since everything and everywhere all at once did just win the oscars on like a shitload of awards yeah we did, we an, did episode an episode on, on that, that at You're some right. point so like i forgot that was such a fun episode yeah. that we did and we also did an episode on nope which quite frankly should have won a lot of awards we had a lot of fun doing that one and super mario brothers 1993 that's true we did an episode <laughs> on that as well we, we got some fun apps in there and she hulk so like if you're curious what's over there um yeah you can check that out yeah did we bring todd on for the she hulk one we did right i think so so todd was there <laughs> who can remember when todd is and isn't there he's always there in our dreams and uh, he was also there like for the she we just always episode. have him on <laughs> we don't we always spread him on for like a lot of the marvel stuff so i was like i know he's on for the hawkeye tv recap that we did and he was there he was he there for she hulk so. that's great Todd's, our listeners love Todd and so do we. So. Of course. So that's the Patreon. But hey, if you can't afford to support the show, I mean, first of all, my condolences, you're missing out on a lot of great, great apps, clearly, that we just listed off. Yep. But I get it. Sometimes you can't afford that. But but please, please support the show by rating us on whatever podcast platform you use, if it allows for ratings, Spotify and Apple Podcasts do, for example. And, uh, you know, write a review. And, and share the show with your friends on your personal social media. Tell them you like it. That is how people find 
shows that are as niche <laughs> as ours is by you telling other people that you think it's good and uh, saying that the anime's good and that you've been watching along and that you like the show. Yeah, support us, support the X-Men, yeah. all very important things. Absolutely. I mean, how else are we going to gear up for X-Men 97? You know what I'm saying? I am so excited for that. It's going to be freaking great. It's going to be great. I don't even know what to expect. I'm just so excited. I know the animation's going to be like Storm's phenomenal. going to have a mohawk. Rogue throw some shit around. Rogue's gonna I punch know, Storm is gonna have the mohawk. Oh my god! Can't wait. I'm so excited for the show. Cannot guys. wait. <laughs> but you know, until then, we'll see you next time. That's right. See you next time. <laughs> 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 the